troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night. Welcome to the Slush Podcast, the only place on the internet where we cover Ghostbusters to baby diapers and everything in between. Welcome back. It's uh, it's been a while. It's the first uh, episode of February, right? Episode 17. And this time we're talking about horror with our new friendly guest, also slash co-worker, Henry Townsend. Whoa! Also joined hey, by my other co-host. <laughs> I'm always but here. Yeah. But Henry, Henry's once in a million, man. Uh, so Ooh, This man has never aged. Henry basically <laughs> is our <clears throat> horror guru. Uh, for all things horror and you know everything else but horror mainly and uh you worked on hobo with a shotgun and treevenge back in the day um yeah so what what was it that got you into makeup effects and horror in general like was there like a an event or like a one movie or an album like what do you think it all goes back to well just trying to think I don't know, man. Like, it stems back, like, from, like, a long time ago. Um, it's really weird. I could, I, I don't know. See, I got into fil- the whole, like, film thing, uh, going through, like, uh, just taking the, uh, the NSCC course. Um, but even before that, uh, I just, I don't know, I've always been a fan of just watching movies and stuff like that. Basically... I, I also just enjoyed watching and like just reading and listening about basically how they would make things like behind the scenes type stuff. And I've always, I was always fascinated by that growing up. And I, so I would just do my own research and stuff like that. And then uh, when I took the film program, it was great. Cause you learn about uh, like lighting grip and just basically the technical aspects of filmmaking. Um, which I was also really fascinating about. But unfortunately, they didn't really touch on um, basically a lot of like the whole, um, I guess you could say the the like makeup type of effects. Yeah, there's so not a lot after... of places. Not a lot of places do that here, do they? I don't think there's any actually. Is there in Nova well, Scotia? I don't think uh, so. So I, after I graduated that course, I basically just did my own research, uh, like just continue to do my own research about it. And it was really great because uh, when I did my work term uh, at uh, like there, there was a work term that uh, I was help, like just doing a work term program after screen arts or whatever during part of that program. It did. Uh, I, I ran it. There's a friend of mine, John Davies. He uh, was. We kind of shared the same interests. While I was like kind of working in the warehouse, we would just kind of bounce ideas off one another of like, "Hey, did you ever see this movie?" And then we would try to like, like he would really encourage me like on things on you know how to like, you know, hey, you should try to like put that towards I don't know like we could make shoot like some stuff or whatever and try it out or whatever or even like uh you know we could watch these movies and kind of learn about it or whatever right but it was interesting though because he actually knew a lot of other people we all kind of shared the same interests or whatever where um as we were kind of doing like he was showing stuff or whatever with um you, you know, like, we were watching movies or whatever, and he's like, 
hey, we, we let's like shoot some stuff or whatever, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, oh, sorry, I'm really trailing off. Here. No, no, this no is worries, why we, you're a guest. Oh, we you're, you're our first guest to go yeah. on such a long tangent, like right away. Yeah, this oh, is good. Yeah. No, no, it's yeah, a good thing. In a better way. <laughs> but anyways, we kind of like shared the same ideas or whatever. Uh, we would... You know, even after after work, we would watch movies. We would, like, shoot some stuff or whatever, right? Um, and just kind of bounce ideas off that way. Uh, basically, um, that like, John had a lot of really great ideas that he was trying to get off the ground. Um, and then uh, eventually... That's how they did, uh, well, with Hobo with the shotgun and stuff like that, right? John yeah. always had that idea in the back of his mind. But um, one of John's friends, Jason Eisner, he was the one that sort of thought of the idea of the tree bench idea first. And then so we shot that, and that was a really wild experience because even when we were doing that sort of thing, um, it was just really interesting because there was a couple times where right the night the night before we were like hey uh so we actually have uh somebody has has a baby and they're willing to like put this baby on film we need to come up <laughs> this crazy way to have some sort of crazy gore effect scene or whatever right so we're just like shooting ideas around or whatever um about what we could do and uh and it was actually like almost the night before when we thought of the idea it went really the camera the next day yeah and that's wow. the crazy part of the whole thing too right yeah it was nuts yeah, i don't um, know if we could show that on screen i'll put a link to it i'll put a link yeah. to it in the description yeah, yeah, of the yeah, yeah. most times like yeah we'll show we'll show a thing of it and it's like i don't know if we can <laughs> <show a photo laughs> of that. Like, <laughs> in, in oh, retrospect yeah. yeah it's like a a tree crushing like a baby's skull like, yeah it's uh, the very right. end of it right isn't that the last like crazy death in in it it is spoilers so if anybody hasn't seen it yeah it's but, a crazy yeah, scene it's one of those things where we we thought of that uh, and I always remember it too because it was like the night before like Jason and I were literally just trying to like figure out a way and it was that night so we like had like Jason had this uh, was basically this uh, baby doll and we took the head off of it and we were just trying to find a way how it could like you know uh, like the tree would essentially crush it Um. And it was really hilarious, too, because that sort of thing, we did that by, like, I used, like, the doll or whatever, and we were just using uh, water balloons to do it. (laughs) And it was really fascinating, because of the way that it, like, since it was, we did it in the wintertime, and uh, because it was, like, so cold that afternoon when we went to camera for it, like, all all the uh, water balloons that I had, were outside in the cold filled with fake blood or whatever, right? Yeah. And uh, when we, it, when we like put it right to the ca- right to camera or whatever, uh, we put the doll down. I loaded the uh, the water balloon up or whatever, and because there was like so much like frost within the the water balloon with all the fake blood in it, it almost created like this like ice film in it. 
So when we crushed it, it essentially just popped and made a wider explosion <laughs> afterwards. Uh-huh. And because like, I always remember it when I when I crushed it, uh, <laughs> you could almost hear like this sound, and it was because there was like this like frosty like film. That's so <laughs> awesome. It was pretty neat. It definitely uh-huh. lent itself to the effect, I guess, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't oh even God. have it planned that far until pretty much the night before. Well, and well, we kind of we, we had a plan. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure John, or I'm sure like Jay, Jason had a backup plan if, if it didn't work out. I don't know. I just, it, it was one of those things where uh, we were like, hey, let's just try it out. If it doesn't work, maybe we could just shoot something later on for it. I'm not really sure. But yeah, go sort of rewinding back to like the whole tree bench thing. There was all these. There was like a couple other things that we did even before that, um, and it was really neat because that was essentially almost like my. It felt like I was like, like after screen arts or whatever. There was um, this other project that John and Jason and a bunch of his other friends were like. Hey, let's like try to shoot a feature, and it kind of felt like when when I was in on it, it felt like like that was almost like my 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 other film school. Like we were shooting stuff. I think it was like right after Screen Arts, immediately after Screen Arts, immediately after like my work term. Yeah, we were like, hey, let's like make this crazy gang feature movie or whatever, right? Um, and we'll have all kinds of crazy effects in it. Uh, we did like all kinds of storyboards and I did a bunch of concept drawings for it or whatever. And we're like, let's just shoot. They were like, they were all like, let's just shoot it and like, see what happens or whatever. Um, so that's basically what we did. There was a lot of footage that was filmed for it. Uh, and it was all on like, I think mini DV. How long did you shoot it for? Was it like a summer or like a year kind of thing? Oh man, it was like uh, it was like a full summer, and I think there was even like some parts of it was like almost winter time. Like it was really wow. crazy, but I don't know that. The, there's a lot of like scenes that uh, you could probably see online, but it's not like a full like uh, not edited together properly. But all the effect scenes I remember were really crazy. Like some of the stuff was like. It was so wild because, like, it was all, like, grill-style filmmaking, like, obviously, like, non-union stuff or whatever. We were trying to, like, feel, like, get get a feel of what we could all do in each department. I've seen the uh, footage. Yeah, this... It looks crazy. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely wild. Yeah, like, it, that was one of those things where, like, we were, I was literally just hanging out in the basement, like, coming up with crazy ideas, and then I would literally just bring it around on set to them and be like, and then they're like, man, let's, let's try to film this or whatever. Right. And I mean, if it didn't work out, it just, Hey, it's just something really fun that we did. Yeah. It wouldn't be the crazy pressure of some massive union kind of show. Right. Yeah. And that's basically what it is. It was just a lot of fun. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty wild, man. Like we did so much crazy stuff for that. Uh, but yeah, like I'm sure there's like footage out there for it, like a teaser thing that we did. But yeah, I don't know. That was pretty fun. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, 
Wow, I'm really going off here, guys. I'm really. Hey, hungry. this is no this is the whole shtick is just tangents. We get I like write a list of questions, and sometimes we do one, or Sully doesn't read yeah. them. It turns out, and then we just do a whole <laughs> bunch of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I look at them and I'm like, I'll figure something out. Is because yeah, I I I I, re, I used to read the questions that you give out, but a lot of times when we're doing the episode, I just I just don't have anything to bring it up here. I don't have like anything to do for myself <laughs> that's because like... we get so far off topic it's not even possible to like oh, to, to bring it back around sounds like i haven't been paying attention to the entire conversation up to that point it sounds ridiculous but so basically in a nutshell you started doing the makeup effects like on camera once you started hanging around with john and them um did you do any of it in high school or ever i actually didn't um Here's something really funny. So, uh, growing up, I don't know, like, I, I was always a fan of, like, the, like, just the, basically just the horror genre in general growing up. Um, I think my first sort of, like, experience, or not experience, like, the first sort of thing that I saw that, and I'll always remember this because I was like, man, that's, like, pretty wild thinking back. So, uh, I was, I don't know how old I was. I was really young. But one time, my mom and dad ended up renting uh, that this movie called House. Oh yeah, and uh, we were watching it, and I think the first scene in it, it uh, like this guy goes to uh, this like old lady's house or whatever, in this really old big house or whatever, and I think he's like dropping groceries off. Basically, what happens is, as soon as he goes in, he sees, like, the the woman, like, the, the elderly woman that she had, like, a noose around her neck. And I always remember this. So I was like, whoa, what's that? And then my mom immediately went up to the TV and turned the TV off. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, you, he can't be watching this or whatever, right? <laughs> Which I could totally understand because, like, back, I didn't know at the time what, what was happening. She was just kind of, you know, swinging back and forth, right? Yeah. And then later on, uh, later on, uh, there, there, there was this, I think, well, it wasn't called T TMN. It was called, like, the Superstation. Or, oh, like, man, uh, Superstation was choice. the best. Yeah. It, I think it was either Superstation or First Choice. I do remember First Choice as well. I I'll always remember yeah. this. So, basically, uh, we used to get uh, these things in the mail, all like, uh, every month of what's coming out and it was this little magazine that'd be in the mail right so i always remember this i opened it up and we were like just flipping the pages around and it was actually a photo of freddy krueger and uh he it, i think it was for part two because it was the one where he's like <laughs> like this or whatever right yeah and he's got like the uh actually one second <laughs> hey props have been yeah. prepared yeah, he, he has made a lot of props over the years, uh, even just, like, okay. building blood messages. Yeah, it was actually house. this image right here. <laughs> That's such hey. an awesome cover. So, yeah, I'll always remember this because uh, it was on, um, yeah, it was on a program thing of what's coming out that month on the Superstation or First Choice or whatever it was. And I was like, man, who's that? And my dad was like, oh, you don't want to know who that is. And I was like, oh. And I, at first, like, back then, I didn't know any better. I thought it was, like, some crazy-looking actor. 
And he was like, oh, yeah, that's what happens when you, you don't brush your teeth or whatever. Because he got, like, the, the really gross-looking, like, teeth or whatever, right? And, and then later on, my mom was like, oh, he's just kind of scary or whatever, right? And then it's like, that's just all makeup effects. And so my mom was the one that actually told me about makeup effects, straight up saying that, yeah, it's just makeup, you know? He's just a regular actor, you know, like, at the end of the day or whatever. Just a regular guy. And I was like... Oh wow! How, like, uh, how did they do that? And then um, later on, see, it's kind of funny because in high school, like horror movies were there for me, but I didn't like. I wasn't like that hardcore into it because I was like, oh yeah, like there's like part one, two, and three of whatever, right? But yeah. it's just the the icons themselves were there, which I thought was really cool, but. I never really watched them until a bit later. Probably like I don't know. Actually, you know what? Okay, I'm just thinking about this now. What really uh, got me into like the whole like final thing of yes, horror movies are amazing <laughs> was actually Freddy versus Jason. Oh man! Hey, yes. Let's go. Because Shot in Vancouver. Jason. Yes, that's right. Freddy vs. Jason basically brought all of these, like, me- like these two big, huge horror icons together. And it was just like, man, that's like... And it was such a crazy time watching it. Unfortunately, it never played in the theater where I lived in. Oh, so no. I had to watch it later on, in, on like, DVD. What? That's awful. I'm so yes, sorry. But when I, when I saw it, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Horror movies are a lot of fun. I love it. Dude, and both yeah. franchises just kind of died after that. Like, that was... At least they had a spectacular ending, you know? Freddy vs. Jason <laughs> yeah. is what everybody wanted for, like, you know, 20 or 25 years at yeah. that time. And it finally happened. And it was with... Uh, is his name Robert... Is it England or England? How do you say it? Robert I think England, it's, right? like, England. I don't know. I, I've always just said England. The fact that he's in it and he's like, that's the last, I don't know. It's a great ending. I remember I worked at the movie theater and I let all the kids into that movie when I was at the box office. It was like, I'm doing you a favor. Don't forget this because it was a rated R and I would go to do little checks in the theater, like little check sheets. And I would just stand there and watch. I saw the ending in the theater, like probably dozens of times. It was awesome. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, But that's cool. That was like the last... That was kind of a weird ending of a, the movies where, like, not many movies did crossovers or anything of the sort anymore. Like, I mean, there was some like that in the 60s or, like, with Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, and, like, that's right. Yeah. And, and uh, those obscure, like, horror icons getting wrapped together. But then there was, like, a long part of time where they just didn't do that. And all of a sudden, they brought it back for Freddy versus Jason. And then now we're at a stagnant where nobody does that anymore again. They did do Alien versus Predator. <laughs> oh my god, I knew I was forgetting something. I knew it. <laughs> I don't remember if that was before. I think it was before Freddy vs. Jason. I can't remember. Freddy vs. Jason? I th- it might have been during, right? Because I don't think. I it think was it close. At the same time. Because I worked at the theater. Yeah. I worked at Empire Theaters for both of those because I had a massive standee from AVP. It was oh, huge. Man. And I threw it out and I was like, fuck this movie, man. Um, but I know AVP is like this huge following now for all the kids who grew up with it but i don't i don't know it's okay i didn't mind it i mean i can't i I like that one shot where they kind of like like 
when the alien and predator meet, like the predator, the alien like impales the uh, predator and like raises yeah. him off to his face. Yeah, that was probably my only favorite part of that movie because it was so crazy, man. But I liked that, at the end when he had the the throwing star and he used that, and I like when. He like stabs the queen in like the throat with his little thing at the end. The stuff there's really cool parts. It's yeah. like the Star Wars sequel trilogy. There's some really fucking cool parts. <laughs> you just had to go there. But it's like once you yeah. watch Predator and then Predator Two and then Alien and Aliens and Alien Three, yeah. and then you watch AVP, you're like, God damn! Like this could have been so much crazier, you know? Especially oh, after reading funny, the comics. Cause... It's funny because I went backwards, or I watched AVP first, and then I, was, I didn't know what these things were before. And then that, after this movie, I went to go watch the Alien movies and Predator movies. I was totally reverse of that. Yeah, there's probably a lot of kids who saw it like as the first movie back in the day. But when I was a kid, Predator, like that's what we played at recess yeah. was Predator one and two, and Alien and Aliens. Like there, that was those were the only ones. Um, yeah, man. Which is kind of funny because. The first movie, the first two horror movies I saw that really got me into horror were The Gate, which I found it was Ooh, shot in Toronto. Yeah. Love that movie. And Alien 3 was the, Ooh, one of the first yeah. ones. And that movie scared the living bejesus out of me. Because the cryotubes, for some reason, the fact that Hicks drowned in his cryotube at the beginning, um, and Newt, not Hicks, Newt died and Hicks got like impaled or something through it, but... Yeah, they freaked me out, man. And David Fincher, that was his first movie. He would go on to do, like, seven not long after that. Like, that movie is fucked. Yeah. So, uh, that's actually crazy to think about. Yeah, so that's so when I saw AVP, when I worked at the movie theater, the hype was so real, man. Like, I was so hyped because I collected all the comics as a kid. Um, and it was PG-13. I don't know. That was my biggest. Yeah, yeah that was so part. weird. Yeah, <laughs> thinking back on it, thinking, thinking like the all other movies are like rated for R, R or something. Yeah, like yeah. if that was coming out today, if they found it on Twitter, it was going to be rated PG thirteen. People oh, would man. lose their minds. You know, like it, they would lose their minds. It's funny because like it, there was a kind of like a reverse side of that with the one of the most recent horror movies, Five Nights at Freddy's, where people were like kind oh, of yeah. worried that it was going to be rated R. Because the main audience is for people who, well, they're not, uh, who are into horror movies that aren't like uh, like above eighteen or so. Or so. Yeah. Because that was the main demographic. I was like, holy shit, how do we make this movie PG thirteen? And it's like, man, this is supposed to be a really gory film. Like going into this, <laughs> yeah. like we're killing kids in this movie after all. Like, what's going on here? It's did like, you see it? Is it good? Oh, I did see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, see I, it. I, I watched it with my 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 brother bought it on Amazon. We watched it at my place here. Uh, when they came to visit me it did well right like it did pretty good oh yeah it did really well uh and it's I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if you see a sequel um my niece always played when, the game but yeah the, the, the lore came from like all the books and stuff like that that released after the game came out i think in 2014 oh. i believe uh but yeah the it's crazy how big like because it, it started from a horror game to just a jump scare the whole simulator pretty much uh, yeah there wasn't really much things going on in the original game and so the original maker, uh, when he thought up the story, he started writing everything in books to think about how to make the next game. Then he started making more and more of these books and then started selling them. And then he bought up different ideas for Five Nights at Freddy's 3, Five Nights at Freddy's 4. And a lot of times, it was like, some of them would be prequels, some of them would be like spinoffs to like uh, help build the lore of why and everything is all happening. 
And it just became so intricate that there's so many YouTubers built their entire careers off Five Nights at Freddy's. Like it's <laughs> it, there was a whole let's play of just people playing Five Nights at Freddy's. I couldn't get into out, it. Like, I found it so boring. My kid, my 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 niece was playing, it and I'm like, so you just look at the monitors and you turn your flashlight on, like, okay, yeah, yeah, you stick to that, then. The first one is definitely <laughs> aged like a lot. Like it's just a jump scare simulator, like I said. I think um, it's because when when me and Henry grew up, it was just pretty hardcore, crazy '80s gore and '90s yeah. gore. Like there wasn't any like, I even Gremlins was like PG thirteen, yeah, and it's fucking terrifying. Um, so it's a new world, that's for sure. You know. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, because well, even uh, like some of the movies that were classified as kids' movies, like Matt was just saying, like. Even uh, like some like I don't know what Monster Squad was rated as. It's but PG. I used to watch that. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like I used, we used to watch that like all the time, but now like when I'm rewatching it, it's like, oh wow, this is actually pretty wild, man. The fact that this was like a regular kind of kids movie, like because it was basically like the Goonies with just monsters, right? Which is kind of neat. The kids in the but movies yeah, back then, they always impersonated adults, so it's kind of like, yeah. they were all kind of just adult movies with kids in them. Yeah. It was weird. Nobody acted like kids in the movies back then, really. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Even Stand By Me, they're like smoking, and they find a dead body, and you know. That's right, yeah. It's a good time back then. Yeah, I, I, I just grew up watching horror movies myself, because my mom didn't care how old I was. Same what movie she wanted to watch. Nice. She's just like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. You're gonna sit here and watch it with me. I don't care. You're not ruining my day. <laughs> and one of my favorites is because uh, this is actually involved my brother. Uh, we growing up. We we were terrified after we watched the movie Chucky because we were scared that our toys can come alive and kill us. Right? Like, oh my god, that's that's so real. <laughs> like being like a six year old. Like that that, that that could happen. That could be me. Uh, uh, so. Oh my god, my mom played this cruel prank. Oh my god. She would so she already knew we were afraid of it and then she would like whenever we were doing something bad, like one of her jokes would come to life, like Chucky, and if you don't put them all away and I'm like, ah, clean up time, whatever. <laughs> uh then eventually my mom really wanted to play a big prank on both of us, where she bought a Chucky doll. And nice. while we were while we were outside playing, she didn't tell my dad about this, right? <laughs> so she bought a Chucky doll and left it in our bedroom since we shared a bedroom at the time. And then uh, as we're coming in, we're playing outside and we come in and then we go into our rooms to go play with our toys there. We just see a standing Chucky doll just saying, we're going to kill you. Like, like I'm going to kill you. Like, ah, and he's screaming, doing this freaking stabbing thing. Me and my brother were like freaking out. Like, oh. And then I, I, it took me out of it because my brother was so scared. He was like backing up in front of me, pushing himself on me, and then he fainted in my arms. Was crying, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> and I was like trying to drag him because he was just like plop, <laughs> plopped out on me, man. And so I like, dragged him out, and eventually he was too heavy, so I dropped him. I was like, Mom, Chucky's gonna kill us. And then... <laughs> And then my dad's like comes running in. He's like, "What? what what's going on? What are you talking about, Chucky? Like, did it turn that movie damn on? Like, what's going on here?" And then he goes in the room and he's a Chucky doll. And he's like, "Les, what the hell?" See? And he takes the toy, wraps it in a blanket, and then he goes gets mad at my mom. Like, "What are you doing, freaking out the kids?" Like, <laughs> does she still like, have it? Funny. Tell me, you still uh, have the doll? Uh, no, we don't have this, uh, that. Should doll. we get a doll and try to redo this prank on your brother again? <laughs> actually, actually, this this comes back. Uh, 
funny enough, like 20 years later, <laughs> my, uh, my sister is so obsessed with horror at the time. And then she's like, she got really into all the Chucky movies, Son of Chucky, Bride of Chucky. She was marathoning them all. And then she wouldn't stop talking about wanting a Chucky doll for like Halloween or Christmas. So then my mom went to my brother and was like, Chance, listen to me. I'm buying your sister a Chucky doll. I was like, nope. It's like, I'm buying her a Chucky doll. Like, nope. It's like, listen, like, I understand your history with this damn doll, but like, she really <laughs> wants it. And she's like, you wouldn't stop talking about it. It's the only toy I could think of getting her for. He's like, you have to, I'm really coming with you. Like, you have to really like bury this in for you to get, make your sister happy. He's like, all right, fine. But don't let that thing anywhere near me. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, it's crazy and you can it... even buy those because back in the day there was nothing for child's play. The closest you get was the movie Maniacs toy, and that was it. I wish oh, that yeah. we had all this right. stuff back then. That would have been so cool. Oh man, yeah. But if you can make one of your children faint from a prank, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, like uh, that's a point right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, man. I, I, it's a cruel prank thing like man i don't even know why like we were like we were like six eight years old at the time like she just did not hold anything back i hope bennett <laughs> likes horror movies i don't know when to i think i'll start them off on stuff like i don't know the real ghostbusters is a pretty good gateway to horror i yes. think and goosebumps i think goosebumps oh, is actually man. scary as fuck i'm not gonna lie goosebumps are probably the best way for that because it's, oh, still, it's like... so good man yeah or are you yeah, afraid of the dark food. Oh, Are You Afraid of the Dark is also a really good one, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, because right now, like, it, right here in the basement, there's a lot of, like, sort of horror paraphernalia that I have here. Um, oh, It's really funny because, like, a lot of the times they just kind of look at the covers and stuff like that, but they don't, like, ask about it. They're just like, hey, actually, I got a bunch of Goosebumps books right here. Holy shit, that's that, a lot of Goosebumps. And, and they're always, like, pulling them out. They're all in out of order now. But they're always, like, pulling them out and looking at the covers. But then they're just putting them back. That's, uh, <laughs> the covers are, you know, that's one of the things I really liked about oh. books and book fairs back then. You could look at it and be like, I'm reading that one with the puppet. Yeah, you know? man. Like, even I, stuff like that. Like, that's so crazy. Like, it's hilarious. Cool. You know? man, It'd be I fun to illustrate. From Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have the attention span. I always, I always rented out like Goosebumps books when I was a kid. Like I'm gonna read this, but then I look at it, I'm not gonna read this and bring it back. Oh really? Uh, I, I did not have the attention span to read. And it's Damn. Still yeah, that's alright. Hey, I mean, you should get I mean, it on audiobook. You know? Yeah, I feel like you probably could. <laughs> you probably, probably could. could. I'll look into <laughs> it next episode. We'll do a review. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know about that myself. Uh, but no, those are pretty yeah. scary. I thought Goosebumps, like even when I was a kid, even though I watched Ghostbusters, I I know that they're horror, but I never considered them horror. Like I just thought that the technology was cool to trap a ghost and like go find ghosts with, you know, equipment and trap them. I thought it was really cool, but it never occurred to me that it was really horror until I was older. But Ghostbusters, I think, would be a good gateway. But as far as like actual scary horror... I think Goosebumps mm. and Are You Afraid of the Dark would be pretty good for that. Some of the Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes, I had nightmares a lot as a kid watching those. Those were scary. Yeah. Do you remember that one? There was one episode I remember where it was like about chlorine and there was like this chlorine monster in the pool. Yes. Where they put, I forget what t type of chlorine they put in, but he's basically this like red like zombie that rises out of like 
this swimming pool like it was really creepy man yeah i remember i watched it with my niece i was getting her to watch goosebumps and are you afraid of the dark at the same time we were go back and forth because she was seven i was like you've seen pet cemetery <laughs> you should be fine you know she's still to this day she's 16 now will not watch pet cemetery again because of the guy with the blood all over his face who's like time's up doc that guy oh, man, she gives she gets nightmares from it still and she loves horror movies but after i showed her those two shows she got super into horror after that and she got into anime from horror because there's tons of, of like horror stuff like that and uh that was her gateway into manga and anime was through horror through are you afraid of the dark and goosebumps so oh that's so sad not not because not like the whole aspect of it but like there's just so many bad horror manga out there it's just there's very few good ones berserk is cool yeah that's pretty sweet I, I, that's why i like like the manga version of like a lot of horror because i think that's where it excels but there isn't really many many good like horror animes out there that aren't really like new or prevalent because hmm. a lot of times you horror anime like, because jinji ito i guess he has anime now too but i think they did disservice to his art style um because you can watch them on netflix now but they did kind of kind of spoofs it more so than actually like uh, appreciates more what he was doing because jinji ito is kind of like the mangaka version of uh uh stephen king where he just takes like fairy tales from old japanese folklore or he just takes from stories he thinks of himself and he just starts writing and uh, dr- uh, drawing and making these stories. I, I, he's like the one horror author I, I collect myself. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I think there's like a a, a Netflix show about that. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. I think there's two series of it. Uh, they're not yeah. very good, unfortunately. I think they're like okay at best, but they don't really. I, I guess it's probably because the same way like how I feel like Berserk, right? Because Berserk is even like dark fantasy horror where the art style really showcases what it can do. And GT Ito is kind of really the same case. And I don't think she's read Berserk. But since, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but since uh, Jinji Ito is kind of like grounded reality horror, more so than like dark fantasy, like Berserk story was, um, it just, it, a lot of it didn't really land, I guess, well, when you started adding more color to it and more different aspects and animation to it. Uh, that's one part I didn't really like about the show, but, and there isn't really many good, much, horror anime it's like like kind of the same state of the horror movies recent horror movies there's very few good horror movies lately now i don't think that's true megan was really good so was uh yeah, talk to me there's tons of great horror movies coming out yeah what pearl do you think was great yeah pearl and x were awesome yeah uh, was awesome. i'm trying to think you know what was a really fun movie was thanksgiving i still have to see yeah, that i mean I, it, like it, there there was some stuff in it that i i think um Obviously, like that, I feel like they couldn't have gotten away with it. Uh, compared, like if you watch like the trailer, obviously, yeah, there's some really crazy stuff in like the fake Grindhouse trailer, which, which they tried to recreate it. But you know what? It, I for what it was, I thought it was still like a lot of fun. Um, apparently, they are talking about doing a sequel to it. Yeah, so, I saw that. Interested to see how what that's going to be like. But yeah, I saw. I actually saw that in the theater. That was the last movie that I saw in the theater, and you know what? It was actually a lot of fun for what it was. Yeah, I heard it was good. I, there's a yeah, lot of movies cool, I haven't yeah. seen. The last one I saw was Barbie because I've been at home with Bennett. You've been so upset about Barbie. Every time you're like, "Man, I can't believe what Barbie was last thing." Every time, like, when was the last movie I watched Barbie? Oh my god! <laughs> I know. I mean, it was a great movie, but. I would have liked to have seen Godzilla minus one. That would have been yeah. pretty cool. 
It is, but am I going to be able to see it? No, probably not. That's true. The only movie I'll be able to see is Ghostbusters, and that's like something I need to plan like two months in advance right now. So I'll be back to my regular scheduled programming. But uh, yeah, I don't know. With anime, I don't know of any horror stuff. I don't know what she's watching. You know, she would have been like 10 at that point. So, I mean, even Sailor Moon has some horror elements in it when they fight certain shit, you know? That's all gateway into like larger anime, I think, um, and manga. Because she, she got obsessed with it. Like she has bookshelves full of, of manga, like tons and tons of it. So I'm just glad that she got into something cool instead of something like, you know, Linkin Park or something. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even understand how intangent Linkin Park goes with anime. YouTube was crazy back in the day. You don't like, have as. How, no, sorry. How, no. how many times people made like uh, Linkin Park edits of like people's favorite anime? It'd be like a, a Naruto like uh, music video edited of like, and, like crawling in and shit like that. It's all. Oh. It's we'll have to have man. Justin on, and you and him can do a whole Linkin Park episode together. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like our most popular episode somehow. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as uh, music, what do you guys like? Like for me, uh, I really like. Uh, I don't know, like for video games and stuff. Me and Sully were talking about Metroid the other day. Metroid mm. is pretty wicked. Um, Resident Evil, like, I don't know who did the score for the games. Um, is it consistent or is it always different? Um, I It's kind of like Resident Evil has, like, different eras of, like, music. Where, like, Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, and, like, Code Veronica, I have a certain style of music that really goes with, like, how the kind of the art style goes with. Yeah. And then in the next era, it would be, like, Resident Evil 1 remake, Resident Evil 0, mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4. And then Resident Evil Five, and all have this like dark, more dark, more atmospheric music, where it kind of sounds more better. And then uh, lately, as of now, with like the most uh, recent series of like remakes of Resident Evil, uh, they took a lot of inspiration from their own self of Resident Evil Seven Biohazard, which is like almost nothing like a Resident Evil game, like until like hmm. the very end. <laughs> yeah, where it has like a very like one uh, the House of a Thousand Corpses type style instead of. Oh. That sounds interesting. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Resident Evil Seven was a really scary game. It actually like freaked me out quite a bit. That's why I don't think I would ever be able to play that in like VR because just playing it regularly at night, I was like, man, this is like pretty freaky stuff. Man. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Did you have yeah. headphones on while you were playing it? No, I was just playing it on just the regular TV. Damn, like, oh, That's crazy. effective, man. Yeah. If, do you think wait, that's that the scariest the, you've played, Resident Evil 7? I'm trying to think. That Wait, that was the one in the house, right? It wasn't like the with the, with like the, the giant the claw lady, right? That, that was the one in the house, yeah. Okay, yeah, the one that one was really freaky, yeah. Um, I'd probably say that one was pretty scary. Alien Isolation also freaked me out when I was playing that. Because I got it when it first came out, and it was like, I got the uh, the, the Nostromo edition, which is oh, kind of yeah. neat because there's like bonus sort of additional things you can do in it. But yeah, that game actually freaked me out as well because it wasn't just an alien; it was a bunch of other things that were like trying to get you. Like it was really freaky. Yeah, I bought it, but I haven't played it yet for Xbox 360. I got the oh, Nostromo I mean, I edition too. 
Okay, you would, oh, you, you gotta really play it. It's it. really good, man. I yeah. know. Well, I was gonna say the scariest game I've ever played in my life was the first Aliens vs. Predator game for PC. Oh. Like back in 1999, I always wore actually these headphones. I've had these headphones for 25 years, believe it or not. Holy crap! I know. Awesome. I used them when I was an animator too. So, <laughs> yeah, these are the same age as you, silly. So they work great. So. 25 kind of. <laughs> um, but i love that game i always wore headphones and my mom and my sister would always be like you know you're literally screaming playing a video game in there like what's going on and i remember it was the first game you could shoot lights out and it would it would actually go out and you have flares that you could throw and light up and use infrared it was just so scary um what do you what do you think Sully? what's the scariest game you've played the scariest game i played well I'm a bit more dull to the horror games now because I love a lot of them. But as of the scariest horror game I've ever played, I probably had to go with like Resident Evil 7. I think it really re virtualized like how horror games went, even like how Resident Evil itself went forward. Because like before then, it was like, like I go back to like Five Nights at Freddy's because Five Nights at Freddy's did a, I, I kind of like a resurgence of how horror should be in terms of like games because a lot of times it's like jump scare horror and it's just let's play youtubers making so much content on stuff like this and then game theory who did a bunch who dedicated most of his career to five nights at freddy's hmm. did so much aspect even like slender the arrival and uh, like collecting the eight pages seeing thing games like that that were really prevalent in horror there wasn't very much outside of like resident evil and big names like another one is like dead space where it's really like uh, alien inspired, where they go to a ship and it's abandoned. Yeah. And this freaky alien uh, took over the whole ship, and you have to, you're stuck on it and have to find a way to get out. Uh, but it's Silent Hill. Those are horror games, right? Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. Silent, yeah. Silent Hill is also really good. I like the first one quite a lot. And recently, they announced that they're making a Silent Hill 2 movie and uh, a remake of the original Silent Hill 2 game. And they recently released a PS5 original Silent Hill game, like, two days ago, actually, I think. It was really new. Didn't they do the first movie in Canada? I think they did, yeah. I think it was in Toronto or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's all I've that's ever pretty... seen from Silent Hill. But I thought it was really creepy that, you know, isn't it like it would start, there was an alarm that would start or something, and then the environment would change to, like, I can't yeah, really remember. That... It has, like, a nuclear alarm sound. Yeah. Whenever you hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it, cool. It changed... It changes the whole world, and now there's more monsters and everything like that around. Yeah, yeah. And that dude had the pyramid thing, and he had yeah, the... pyramid head. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, because that's the one where he like grabs like the woman and just like rips her skin off. It was pretty crazy. Man. <laughs> yeah, like, dear yeah, God. Oh man, yeah, that was like pretty freaky too. Yeah. What about a cool yeah. horror game? Because I feel like for me, the first and only game that I feel like that is Doom. I love Doom. Ooh, yeah, Doom's good, play man. Play it on anything, baby. <laughs> yeah, you could. You could play it on, like, a yeah. Texas instrument, I think, and, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, it, it, I think there's only one version. I was watching a video on YouTube, and there's one version with, like, the actual metal uh, soundtrack, because I think on, like, Atari Jaguar, there's no, there's no soundtrack. It's just, like, gunfire and, you know, screams of monsters when you kill them, which would take away, I think. I think you got to have the heavy metal in it. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what do you guys think? What, what, what are your thoughts? Just a mm. cool horror doesn't have to be scary, but horror like 
Metroid is like sci-fi horror. I, f- I feel like like Alien. Yeah, but... it's sci-fi horror. Doom is sci-fi horror. Halo Doom is pretty different. horror though. There's a lot of like heads exploding yeah. and. I uh, I feel like later on it does. I don't. A lot of times it's like running gun, blood and gore. I don't, it wasn't really scary. More sorts. Yeah, I'm like, not saying scary. We're just talking about cool horror. You know. I think cool I, was gonna, I was gonna say I was gonna say Duke Nukem kind of scared me more. Duke Nukem. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, think Duke like, Nukem was scary, but it was definitely cool. Because like you had those girls who were cocooned up on the walls of spaceships and shit like that, and who are pausing to save them, and some you couldn't save, you just to shoot them dead. It was. <laughs> you mean in like the Duke Nukem 3D kind of games? Yeah, yeah like I, I started off at Duke Nukem 2. It was like a side scroller on Commodore or not Commodore. I think it was a Compaq back in the day. The game was great. Commodore 64. That's how we roll in these parts. But yeah, oh, Duke man, Nukem 3D is great. Going way back in the vaults for it is uh, uh, Halloween slash Texas Chainsaw Massacre for Atari 2600. Yes. Yeah. Yes, dude. Yeah, that's, that's real old school stuff for that video game violence there. I love the oh, angry yeah. video game nerd when he like <laughs> reviews those. It's awesome that you own them. Like that's wicked, oh, dude. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I got them right there. It's, that's uh, so cool. Yeah. It's it's the double ender too, so it's kind of neat. So you can just like flip it around. Here, I'll show you guys real quick. Yeah, because the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or was it Halloween? I think it's Halloween. It's the first Halloween is the first video game gore ever, right? Because when yeah, you cut their heads off, the blood comes out. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. If you're when you're playing it, if you get uh, like you're you'd be walking, and then all of a sudden Michael Myers comes out. And he actually does decapitate people, but it's in the Atari 2600 graphics, which is pretty hilarious. I love the yeah, song so just plays the, uh, over and over. Lander here, Wizard Video put it out. Pretty hey. hilarious. Yeah, That's awesome. Cool. Oh, it's a, like a dual thing. You flip it around. Ah. Yeah, if you want to play Halloween, you just pop it in this way. And the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one, it's like. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty hilarious game. Like, I mean, for what it is, I'm like, man. And it even plays like the Halloween theme music, but in the Atari like type music, it's really funny. Yeah, there's a bunch of firsts in that because I don't know of any other Atari games where they have a song in it like that, uh, where it's from a movie. Like, I know Raiders of the Lost Ark was one of the first video game adaptations for a movie ever. Um, but Halloween, I think, is the first one with a theme song in it. Or unless yeah, E.T. Right. has it. I can't remember. E.T.'s got the, the one when you first started up, too. It's kind of, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, I always remember when I first got the Atari 2600, like, a few years ago. The first game that I played was E.T. So as soon as I started it up and it, that song kicked in, I was like, man, this is really awesome and it's not even a bad game like there's so many worse you know like (laughs) yeah well i'm really going off (laughs) (laughs) we went from horror to et i love it yeah man even et is scary same topic man (laughs) yeah the game was horrible they decided to bury it in the desert like (laughs) no i've been reading a lot about that i love that that's the consensus but it's so wrong i love it or the other conspiracy theories that they never actually buried the game, even though they had 10 yeah. archaeologists on staff who, like, uncovered it. I love that. Um, <laughs> so but what, even So what is the actual, what is actual consensus of that? What? 
like the event like, yeah what happened I, I thought it was true for so long is it not what i thought it was on? true about it being buried or yeah. about the video game industry crash like what was responsible no, well, the et oh. being buried et what yeah it wasn't just et it was yeah. like it was almost eight hundred thousand cartridges that they offloaded in trucks and they buried all of them and kids were sneaking in at night into the dump and stealing the video. Like, some kids have the video game cartridges. So in the documentary that Xbox actually paid for to get done, I think in 2014, I think it was, um, some of the kids who still live in the area who are adults now came back to the dig to watch them dig it up because it was like a slab of concrete on top of all of it to stop people from going in and stealing them at night. And they also bulldozed it and crushed a lot of it too. But yeah, it was, uh, it's like 780,000 cartridges, all different games. It wasn't just ET. Um, the crash is just because of an, the oversaturation. So there's consoles that, that are in there and trackballs and everything. Like tons of pretty high-end shit from back in the day. They just, it's crazy that they just buried it. They could have just sold it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> It's crazy that they would never do that today, ever. That would never happen. It's a really fascinating documentary, Thanks. too, man. Like, uh, oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I remember watching, I forget where I watched it on. But, yeah, the entire documentary is, the lead up to it is, like, so crazy. Because at first I thought, I actually thought myself, like, that that wasn't a real thing. But the fact that they were showing excavators dig up all these old, like, you know, cartridges and not even cartridges, packaging, like old packaging from them in the car, like in the boxes or whatever. I was like, holy crap, like that. It was a really cool doc, man. If anybody it, hasn't seen it yet. It's pretty good. They were really worried the the city that when they were digging it up, they'd like unleash a bunch of weird gases and shit because they claimed that there were like dead animals that were also put in underneath the Atari <laughs> stuff. So if they punctured it, it would be like some toxic gas stuff. But and you now you can buy the cartridges and they're like mega expensive. The ones that were excavated, um, they have a bunch of them on display because technically the state owns them. So oh, okay. any money, I guess, goes back to the state because they technically own all these cartridges. So there's museums with them. There's ones you can get on eBay. They're hell of expensive though, but it would be cool oh, to own nice. one. I would love oh, that one. Be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a really big tangent. So, <laughs> how do we get on that one? E.T. Think about E.T. is another 80s kids movie, but it's fucking scary because E.T. gets yeah. sick cause, and Elliot gets sick and they're both like have all like the white rooms and shit and E.T.'s fucking dies. Like, that like ruined kids' lives back then. Like, I don't know if they could get away with doing that now. It would just break too many little hearts. It would be amazing, but I don't know. It's pretty wild. I remember well, even like gameplay of E.T. for Atari. Even when you die, you actually turn all like white and corpse-like. Oh, my God. But Atari graphics, obviously. But he still like lays down like this. And, and it's like, oh, my God, it's recreating like the scene in et like the, the movie or whatever but it's just like terrifying you know, after you die it's really funny where's our tt where's our et game remake at this point where is it i want to see the <laughs> that would be time. crazy if they did that yeah <laughs> that'd be so funny uh, 
like but, a hide and seek uh, game. That's not right. It's just not right. Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. What? Okay. So, what do you guys think? This is just another random question. What is the scariest scene you've ever seen in one movie? Does anything come to mind? The scariest scene that always gives you the goosebumps. No pun intended. Sully, oh, I'm looking at you. Uh, I gotta really think my my whole knowledge library in my head here because, uh, scariest movie scene, right? Yeah. Go. Oh. Man, I uh, I I honestly like all those scary scenes I'm thinking of aren't like really in like horror movies. Uh, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay, it doesn't right. have to be in a horror movie, I guess, right? Like, why? What were you? What are you referring to exactly? Like, what movie? <laughs> I don't My know Little why I keep Pony. Back to... <laughs> I I I, <laughs> I wished actually. Uh, you know, I won't even go there. No, you <laughs> have to go there. You're gonna bring up oh, bronies. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, so my. <laughs> It's at Halcon, like 2015. Um, <laughs> I've heard this. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we're there. I went there. My younger siblings and whatnot. We're going to all like the Avengers and stuff like that. And then we're like, oh my god, one of the, like the writers of My Little Pony is here. That's amazing. So we went to go over there, and like the culture of like bronies was real, man. I've never seen like guys like you, your guys' age, are just like dressed up and you know, had the whole things going, and like with their daughters who aren't even dressed up like them, and just full on brony crowd waiting to get their signatures from uh, the author there. Wow! And then like, all, and then you can see all the girls with their mothers, like, what's like, what's going on? They're just trying to get their. And it's like, whoa, this is a. Like, do you like My Little Pony at all? Just like, I don't know what that is. Okay, cool. Let's get out of here. <laughs> this is weird. Dude, oh we God. should do a fundraiser where if anybody <laughs> gives us any money, we'll put it to IWK, but Sully has to cosplay as the brony at the next Halcon, like hardcore. <laughs> oh like, God. just ruin everything. Just, you know. <laughs> that is Very a horror God. story right there. That's uh, Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, they gave you guys some ideas while I was ranting on. I got goosebumps <laughs> from that. <laughs> I'm scared right now. Dude. I'm scared too. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what what this was from. I you guys can uh, okay. So I, I'll paint a scenario for you guys because this did freak me out uh, growing up as a kid. So I don't remember what movie this is or show if it is, but there's a bunch of these kids that go to this wild lake. It's a go to party, spring break, whatever. They have a truck, goes by thing. They get a picnic all set up on the side. And they all go swim or start swimming in the water. But then there's this little black smog in the water. Creep show like, too. Oh, I know what it is. Yes. That's hey, right. that's that's what it is. And it just creeps that's right. up to the kids and then like plops into them eating kids I've uh, slowly it. and slowly. That movie And then eventually like uh it starts getting raw of them and they start going hiding on rocks and logs just to get away from it. And then, like, uh, the main guy who gets away onto the beach, like, oh, my God, I got away from it. Holy crap. And then yeah. the thing just leaps off. I mean, it is freaky. Film, like, That's a great up. short film. Uh, all those yeah. creep show. Their creep show is a series now. I think it's on Amazon, isn't it? That's right. It's on, yeah, there's, you can watch, like, newer episodes on Shudder, actually. Yeah, I don't know what season it's on now. But it's basically, like, an anthology TV series yeah. now, which is kind of neat. I haven't watched all of them yet, but there are some really 
fun ones for sure. Yeah. That's, you know, what's silly. That is a really good one. Cause I remember the <laughs> exact same thing you were saying. And then years later I tracked it down and realized it was creep show too. And, uh, then I bought the poster and I got the movie on VHS. They're literally here in this room. I can't find them. Nice. Yeah, yeah, cause yeah, I, yeah. I used to, cause me and my friends used to go do that a lot. Go random like areas to go swim at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Et. <laughs> Yeah, um, I used to used to go uh, see a lot of beaches and stuff like that. After watching that, I was like, man, what if something's like that in the water? Like, eventually we're like looking at things differently. It was bizarre. I won't go swim in lakes because of shit like that. I saw when I was younger. I and I've I've swam two islands in the ocean, like kilometers through water with sharks. But I will not swim in a lake. I just don't like it. I don't like it, and it's because of Creep Show too, and Friday the Thirteenth. I just, you can't really float in them as well as the ocean. They freak me out, and the bottom is like nothing's moving, so things settled in there. Ugh, uh, I can't even. Actually, actually, there's a really cool one. Well, on an area of my reserve, me and my buddies, uh, we called it the dam because there's like a small where you can make a dam for beavers, anyways. where we used to all go swim and whatnot, so we used to take these rocks. We kind of call we call the Jack Sparrowing. So we take the rocks and start going in the water and start sort of walking in the bottom of it. Oh my deep god! And then there's one deep area to just like first it's kind of like uh, kind of slowly, then concave so deep like 20 feet into the water. So we like got our rocks and jumped into it, and it woo slowly went down into it. Eventually looked up like wow. I actually don't know what the surface is anymore. So we like dropped a rock and swam back up. And that was like the first time I was like, man, am I going to drown here? Terrifying. Because <laughs> I'm swimming yeah, up. Swimming up but, like, man, that looks like the surface, right? Uh, it's got to be right there, right? Come on. It's right there. Oh, my God. Fuck I have that, no way man. And then like as soon as I started gargling water, I caught up to the top. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm good. That was close. Dude, no. <laughs> I've seen too many you. movies in the 80s. In 70s where kids die in lakes it's too scary i just oh, freaked out well get this like i think there's a place somewhere i'm trying to think where it, it's at in the states but in uh one of the like a remote lake somewhere is in the states if you actually it's a pretty deep lake you can actually swim down and somebody actually built like uh a life-size dummy, like a life-size thing of Jason Borges, <laughs> and he's and he's literally like chained to the bottom. That's so awesome. Realize... But yeah, you can watch videos of people trying to find him, and when they do find him, it's actually pretty freaky because it's so dark and murky going down the lake as they're swimming to trying to find him, and he's literally just like there, chained up, like floating. At That's the bottom awesome. Of, like, the, like of the. Uh, the lake floor there it's pretty nuts yeah i'm so glad somebody <laughs> did that i love that yeah. whole lore of jason it's like you know after part was it part six that he's chained up at the bottom of the lake yeah. and then they they get him back there again at the end of part seven and then eight they like what do they side swipe him with a boat or something while he's under there <laughs> and they wake him up <laughs> but i love that because i don't know it's like how else do you get rid of jason just chain him to a boulder at the bottom of camp crystal lake you know it did yeah, the trick for three work. movies, so that's right. True, yeah, two movies. Um, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Oh, Friday the Thirteenth. You know what? I think for franchises, though, I think Friday the Thirteenth is probably the most consistent out of like a lot of the uh, these other franchises that they were pumping out back in like the eighties and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, 
One thing that I enjoyed about it too is even in the intros, it would kind of catch you up on what was happening throughout these other like movies if you missed one. So that's what I kind of liked about it. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty consistent because you could see like, oh, that mark is from when the machete went into his yeah. head in that movie, and it stayed there for X amount of movies. Those were my favorite. I liked the Freddy movies as well, but I noticed that they would, if they had a miss, they would try to reinvent themselves. And it was kind of like yeah. really, really different from the other ones. Like, didn't make any sense oh, different. The, plus, the way that like some of them ended, it was like, what? Or like the way that he was brought back. The, the only thing that I liked about, like, I, I love the Nightmare on Elm Street movies as well. Mainly because of the fact that every kill scene was so creative and over the top. Like, it was pretty wild. I always remember part three where, like, he takes, like, the split slice of the guy's, like, pendants and he's, like, yeah. walking around like a puppet. See, that stuff is so wild to me. Like, when it comes to, like, crazy effects, stuff like that. It's, like, what a crazy idea to, like, have for your movie. You know what I mean? Like... As opposed to just somebody, like, walking around with, like, a knife and stabbing them randomly, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know. Like, <laughs> that's why I really liked the new Evil Dead Rise movie. That movie mm. was fucking awesome. Like, I had yeah. such a good time. When they, uh... I honestly, like, from start to finish, I was so worried going into that. It's like, how are they gonna do another Evil Dead? You know, we got lucky with the reboot. But now they're making another one? Like, uh... And it's like... I can honestly say, of all of the horror franchises, I love all the Evil Dead movies that they've made. Like, oh, they're great. Um, yeah, because it goes to like the insanely goofy to extremely serious. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like yeah, even the makes... remake. Oh. oh, I thought you yeah. were gonna go on. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I was gonna say sorry. I thought I was gonna like like go. No, but, no, yeah. but even even the remake, I thought I guess it's a remake. I don't really know. It's a reboot of it. I was, like, so blown away on how crazy, like, gory it was. Like, they, they really went all in on their, like... It's scary. Like, blood effects. Like, especially, like, the last scene where it's literally... Like, it literally rains blood near the end of the movie for a long time. Like, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in... In like a newer movie, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I after we watched the new Evil Dead Rise, I was like, man, I I can't remember. Like I remember I liked the reboot, but I should just watch it. And that night I watched it with these headphones on, on a laptop, and I was like scared myself shitless because it actually oh, yeah. is a good, like pretty damn good horror movie. Um, yeah, and it's a reboot, which is crazy. Um, I know, man. Like it, I, I yeah, I was extremely impressed by that movie. Like it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, Evil Dead Rise, I thought, I like that they, the earthquake and stuff, and they just find the record, and then, man, that whole scene where she plays the record, and they conjure the demons oh, up, oh. Uh, it was so good, like, that movie was really fucking cool, I thought. Yeah, they really yeah. built the atmosphere up a lot in that one, I think it really played well into how they were uh, gearing up towards everything started to unfold insanely quick, and everything like that. And it was gonna be a streaming service movie, that's wild oh, like yeah I, I don't i don't think it would have i don't know that's definitely a movie to see like in the theaters for sure i thought yeah that yeah, opening I, with like the the text coming up yeah. was fucking yeah. crazy what a great opening so cool. yeah oh, i hope man, they do I more yeah that's the thing like even um 
like when they did that, they were releasing all these like really cool promotional things for it. Like they even had like this old style like uh, like uh, like eighties. Yeah, there you go, Evil Dead yeah, Two, yeah, man. That's yeah. also another banger, man. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like with Evil Dead Rise, like the promotional stuff that they were doing, it was like that really cool post that they had of like the old high rise building, like the really tall high rise or whatever, with like the crazy like. Dead, like dead eye claw going over the building. It was yeah, freaking cool, man. that reminded yeah. me of Poltergeist three or something. I don't know. It <laughs> yeah. gave me Poltergeist, which is crazy because the little girl died while they were making that, right? That's right. That yeah. is fucked. I didn't find that until oh, I was man. way older, and I was just like, those movies got even scarier after I found that out. Yeah, I think she was like really sick that. or something like that. Like something. I don't know the whole story about what happened to her but i think she just was really really sick and yeah she just passed away like during that or, or so. I, I don't know if it was during i think it might have been after i can't remember well it yeah, is I, I do know i do yeah. know one of like kind of really high twilight zone had that horrible helicopter crash that oh my uh, god killed yeah. some of the kids in the yeah scene, dude in the scene and whatnot killed oh, two oh. kids and the main actor in it it's pretty crazy yeah that was f- absolutely insane, and that guy kept making movies after he made Thriller, which yeah, is pretty right. crazy. <laughs> um, John Landis, yeah, that is fucking yeah. crazy. And American World in London, that movie was so good. I love that movie, man. Yeah, That's another that weird was... movie. It's a comedy, but the horror in it is so scary. Like it's that freaky. that whole ending the when they're scene. in the subway, the witch scene. Yeah. The, the, the bed scene where it's like it shows the shot of like the guy in the woods or whatever and he's just like like that yes. like doing like the crazy like werewolf like fangs and stuff oh my that, god okay that was a freaky scene if you don't want to reel it back to like scary stuff or whatever no yeah, that was that scary when i first saw that yeah. even the uh the effects when he's changing because the guy who did the makeup effect is it rick baker who did that i think it was yes and yeah. he did the thing as well didn't he uh, I think I know that a lot, a lot of it was them. Uh, it was uh, Rob Botine that did the thing makeup because there was like a really that there was a really cool documentary that came with uh, the thing special features where Rob Botine is like straight up just talking about like a lot of the uh, like the the crazy like puppets that he had to do for the thing, um, and all these like crazy practical effects for it. I mean, I think. Maybe Rick Baker was involved. I can't remember. Maybe he was like an intern. I don't remember. I could be horribly wrong. Same here. Yeah. But you know what? (laughs) If we're on the topic of makeup effects still, I think that The Thing is probably the best practical makeup effects movie I I think ever made, to be honest. Yeah, The Thing's really good. I'm trying to think of other ones. The Thing Uh, had really good ones. The Um, Fly had really good ones. Ooh, yeah, the fly yes. is cool. Fucking oh, Jeff man. Goldblum. His dick's in a jar oh, behind a door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the th- yeah, the fly had some really, really good stuff like that, man. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, trying to think what else. Dead Alive had some good stuff. Dead Alive like, was pretty crazy. Crazy puppet, crazy gore, crazy blood. Like, that was pretty wild, man. I just I just think of that one scene in Total Recall when he like goes into space and just like oh, yeah. <laughs> guy just ha- like, ah! dude that happens like multiple times in that movie their eyes are coming out because they like are on on Mars with the atmosphere. Um, <laughs> yeah. That yeah, movie is like, wicked, actually. Um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Amazing. 
You what? I said Colin Farrell's amazing in it. Like, oh, that was one of the only times that our work gave us free tickets because they were like, "We did this," and we were like, "All right, yeah. we'll go see it." And we were like, <laughs> hmm. I can't think what else. Um, oh, uh, Hellraiser two had some. I mean, Ooh. Hellraiser one is great. Hellraiser two, I thought, had some really, really impressive makeup effects when that came out. Like, that, like especially like I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. There's a lot of parts where uh, it was essentially like a full makeup that they had on uh, this woman or whatever, where she was essentially skinless. Yeah. So they had to like do all these like really like in depth like muscle sort of tendons throughout her whole body, and they even like had to cover her in this like she looked like she was constantly had to be covered all the time and like. This like really gross like gelatin because I remember gross. watching it, and every time that she would touch something, it like this like gross like slimy ooze would be on the walls and stuff. Oh man, yeah, that's disgusting and also effective. Even the yeah. lead up yeah. to it, I remember like she like yeah. I don't want to spoil it if anybody wants to see it, but the the lead up to it is one of the most disgusting things I think I've seen. Where like the guys like. You know, almost like basically cutting himself essentially to get like the human blood into this mattress or whatever. To oh yeah, back. I remember that now. And it's this crazy doctor that is trying to like essentially raise her back from like the dead. And oh my god, it's so gross. Like yeah, uh, yeah, that'll always burn in my mind when she rises up, and then she eventually like eats like the the patient or whatever. To try to get like nutrients to like bring her back to like the real It's like world. the mummy. She gets the stuff and then he comes back. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> hey, speaking of mummies, here's another movie that I just thought of that uh, I'll always remember from my childhood. Growing up, uh, it was a movie called uh, The Time Walker. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. No. That was a movie where, okay, here's something really interesting about it. So it was a movie that my parents rented, and I'll always remember it because uh, I think my mom thought, or maybe it was my dad, I can't remember, thought that it was like uh, a mummy movie, right? Because mm-hmm. it's essentially about uh, this mummy that basically comes back to life. So as you're watching, it, it's like, oh, wow, it's like this mummy that's just like walking around, like trying to find its way or whatever, right? And it would always leave this, like, weird... Like, anything that it would touch, it would basically leave this, like, green residue, like, almost like a mold. Hmm. And it would always, like, attack people or whatever, right? So, basically, like, if it touched somebody in the neck, then this, like, mold would, like, spread throughout their whole body, and then they would eventually, like, die. Oh, man, it's bad. But get this. There is a plot twist at the very end. I don't know if I should spoil it. But right at the very end, it's like, holy crap, that is really cool how they did it. Because they spun it around into this crazy sci-fi movie right at the very end. Because they make it out to be this, like, really, like, weird, like, mummy, uh, this really weird, like, mummy horror film. It looks fucked. I've never, ever heard of this. Oh, my God. Actually, here, just because I wanted to talk about (laughs) it, I actually brought it it up here. Oh, wicked. This is a four-pack. But yeah, so yeah, it's called the Time Walker. How have I not heard of this? 
Oh man, it's uh, I don't know. It's one of these movies where, and you know, it was funny growing up. I was really trying to figure out what the movie was called. So I was like, and like even my parents didn't even know what it was called because they're like, I don't remember us like renting that or whatever. Like I don't know what it would be called. So while I was like obviously like uh, doing research on stuff, like watching movies and just sort of like getting inspired by things. I picked up this like four pack here, like Roger Corman called classic thing. Just, I think it was in one of these bargain bins at HMV or whatever, right? So I was like, hey, I'll just buy it or whatever. Not really knowing what what these movie titles were, they just sounded really cool. So as I was watching it, like I I, I got to like seeing all these ones, and then as soon as I got to this one, I was watching it. And I was like, oh my god, this is the Mummy movie. Because <laughs> it had the money in it, or whatever. And then, like, as I was watching, I was like, wait a second. I don't know if this is the same one, but it actually was. It was this mummy that left mold on things. And he was looking for these, like, Bizarre. pieces of, like, diamonds or whatever. Uh, again, I don't want to spoil it in case anybody wants to check it out. I don't know where you could even watch it. I don't know. Maybe, like, Tubi. Tubi. TV or something TV. like that. Dude, everything's on Tubi. It's awesome. But yeah, it's called The Time Walker. It's, like pretty crazy even yeah, the poster's the is, cool it's, it's a it's it's like it's a mummy movie but it's not it's really really crazy like when i saw that i was like oh my god this is the movie it's like pretty crazy that it's like kind of like more of a sci-fi movie actually as opposed to horror movie but m night Shalom i'll just always remember it because this mummy literally leaves mold on victims and they just die because they get poisoned from this like green mold but it's literally just trying to find its way home it's crazy man like, i gotta watch this this could be a tonight watch yeah man i bet I, i'm willing to bet though it is on something like Tubi because they got the most random stuff it's awesome even <laughs> youtube has full movies like strange like the peanut butter solution i think is on there that movie's fucked yeah you, that movie's such... pretty freaky too yeah yeah yes such strange movies you could just rot for free with ads and some you could just pay for you're like well how did youtube do this <laughs> when did this happen like am i crazy like <laughs> dude night of the living dead is on youtube the whole movie dude, color. yeah like, that's really thing to think about yeah you can watch the color like they did a, a colorized version i've never seen that one and it's pretty interesting i still like the black and white one better i but love yeah, that you movie can watch, you can watch it in color on uh that streaming service there. There's a 3D version I've never seen, but it's probably horrible. Wow. You know what? I remember seeing that in the theaters, and I'll always remember this because I saw it at Park Lane, and it was weird because that was when like 3D movies, especially 3D horror movies, were like, you know, the latest craze during that time, right? And I remember watching it. From what I remember, I didn't like it, but I feel like if I were to rewatch it again. I don't know. I'm always drawn into just really weird stuff, anyways. Some tells me I might like it. Who knows? <laughs> That's fair. We change. It has Sid Hag in it. Oh, that one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, because I saw the 3D glasses. They were at like Plan B or something once. Okay. Oh, that'd be cool. Back in the day. I do remember. Yes, they did hand out the 3D glasses for it. That's where I was like, "Hey, this is awesome!" And then. It actually did say Night of the Living Dead 3D on it. But yeah, from what I remember, I didn't mind it, but yeah, I don't know. Got my Spy hey, Kids 3D, 3D glasses here. 
Nice, hey, man. I have 200 pairs go. of them. Oh, man, what? that's really oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah, there was a really crazy... I remember that. There was a really big craze about 3D movies in, like, the mid-ish 2000s, I remember. Yeah. Like, what yeah. else was there? There was that one. There Shark was, Boy like, and uh, Lava Girl, I think, was in 3D as well. Wasn't it? Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, they... yeah. Yeah, because my school used to go take us on field trip to go see these 3D movies. It's cool. Dude, your school <laughs> brought you to Clone Wars, too. That's pretty crazy. That's like, pretty sweet. We didn't yeah, do that it... shit. You also gave us Yu-Gi-Oh cards if you were good, so I was pretty hyped. Whoa, that's neat, man. What did yeah. they do to you, Sully? What did they, they do to you? Me. I put myself in depth for a card game. <laughs> 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 that's okay. You're in good company, you know? Yeah, man. Um... Horror. Uh, <laughs> so, I think that my favorite horror music composer, John mm. Carpenter. Yeah. Because we, me and Henry and Cora, Machinette, we actually went to Montreal to see John Carpenter. He did all of the songs from his horror movies. I always thought it was wild that the director of the horror movie, you know, of Halloween and like Escape from New York and uh, like. Christine, the guy does his own music. Like, that never happens usually. Like, what are other directors that are making their scores? I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't think off the top of my head. Something tells me I feel like there probably is, but I know John Carpenter is the one that stands out the most for me. Yeah. For that sort of thing. That like, was really crazy, though, man. I know that the DOP of Turbo Kid is in Lemato's. So, oh yeah, that's right. That's kind of cool because I can't imagine Turbo Kid without that music, and I can't imagine Turbo Kid not looking the way that it does. So yeah. he he obviously had a huge creative role in that movie. Where is There's Turbo also Kid like a, another movie that I watched um, called uh, uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas. It came out I think uh, maybe last year now, or actually two years ago now. And it was really cool because I, I don't know if it was the camera guy or it was a crew member of that movie that is also in a band that did the soundtrack for like most of that movie as well, which is kind of neat because it's sort of like uh, like crazy, like almost like um, almost like dark, like gothic rock type music. Really fascinating stuff. Yeah, they're called like Death Crooks. Hmm. I've actually played oh, wow. them in the shop a few times, but yeah, Christmas Bloody Christmas was like the the movie that they did music for. I don't know if they've done music for other uh, films, but um, has um, but yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Yeah, did Judge Bitch do? Who did the Hobo with the Shotgun music? Um, I did think, he do some of I it? He actually did do some of it. Yes, he definitely did, I think. From what I remember, I know that he did um, uh, the, the, uh, the documentary right. uh, that, that was with it. More blood, but more heart. as far as um, the movie, I feel like he probably did. If not, he probably did a, like some collaborations with some of the, uh, the artists that were involved in it. Because um, he did, did he do Kids vs. Aliens? I can't even remember. I know that he was on set for it. Hmm. Yeah, he was. He was one of the. Uh, he was the sound guy on it, from what I remember. Yeah, he was. He was there, and um, 
Or was he? No, I think he was. Yes, I think he was. And he did uh, that. Sorry, he didn't do the sound. He, there was a documentary that uh, they did for Kids vs. Aliens as well. And he actually made the documentary for it. Uh, uh, which is actually a pretty cool doc. You can watch that on YouTube. Oh, and I think he did the music for it as well, I believe. Um, I've only seen the documentary once, and it was when it first came out, so I kind of, I don't know, I'll have to revisit it. But yeah, the whole documentary was made by him, and I think he also did the music for it as well, from what I remember. But well, He should do a whole movie, I feel like. It would be pretty oh awesome. God, yeah. <laughs> Directed I, by I think Judge he's got Finch. some ideas too, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. His tagline right there. I haven't heard any of his albums yet that I don't like. They're all really awesome. Like I don't even oh, know yeah, how many yeah. times fuck we've heard those now. Like Judge Bitch rules, man. Adam, he will, yeah, he's great, man. Someday we'll get him on here and we'll interview him. That Who would knows? be awesome. That would be pretty cool. Like uh oh man, that would be really awesome, man. I don't know. I I, I don't know. There's something about like movies and music they go hand in hand and when you get like two of them together that can like make a movie so wicked like the whole marriage between the the composer and uh a movie oh man it's so great i love it yeah dude james cameron says that yeah oh man well even um going back to like just horror stuff even um Stuff like Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. Like Dawn of the Dead had such good music for that. Like the uh, like with Goblin involved in that. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good, man. Whenever like, I hear anything that remotely sounds like Goblin, I immediately think of Dawn of the Dead because I can't associate one without the other. Like you know, it's Dawn of the Dead. Like, uh, fuck that movie's so good. That's yeah. another example of a horror movie that's like it's not that's scary like there's not like there's jump scares in it and stuff like a traditional horror movie but the whole idea is what is creepy about the whole thing just the world ending and you just being like a mall is where we need to be everything is there we'll be fine and then you realize how fucked you are once you're there for long enough and how what a horrible decision it was um that movie was so good god damn george romero man R.I.P. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm trying to think. Another really great movie that uh, had amazing music as well to make it even scarier was uh, Suspiria. Yeah. There's also a problem in it as well. That's right. Man, Suspiria is so good, man. That's another really good movie that, I don't know, combines, like, really freaky music and it's just a scary movie in general. But it visually, man, oh my god, that movie is so good. It like, gets better every time I watch it. Oh yeah, like the like, well, um, yeah, like just the lighting and, and stuff like that. Just really crazy. Like that's the thing. I, I I just feel like there's a lot of these lot of movies. They're almost like too scared to like go outside of the box. But a movie like Suspiria or just movies like that in general, you could tell that they just wanted to go completely outside of the box, erase, like, everything that had to do with, like, oh, yeah, we'll just do, like, kind of, like, a shot-for-shot thing. Like, movies yeah. like Suspiria or just, high, like, crazy high-concept ideas, 
are so fascinating to me, man. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm yeah, when they commit to, no, you're you're right. Like, yeah. that's why I think, like, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are so, I remember watching Evil Dead 1, and it starts off like a regular horror movie where they're just a cabin in the woods. But by halfway through the movie, the shots have gone so off the rails, and the gore is so random with different colored blood yeah. that they just kind of, like, if they're committing to the whole idea of going off the rails, then it makes the whole thing so much better. Um, Suspiria is another one like that. They just... I remember before we went to see it, I was like, God, oh, Cora, they're playing a 4K restoration of Suspiria <laughs> at the, uh, the film festival. And I showed her the trailer, and she was like, oh, the blood is, like, fluorescent red. Like, this isn't scary. And I'm like, you should... We'll just go. And when we went, they had the sound over what it should be. And it was oh, just, man. like, goblin, like, going into your eardrums, into your soul. And the shots were just, like, so crazy. And uh, I remember after the movie, I was like, so what would you think? And she was like, I think that was the craziest movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, <laughs> yes! Like, mission accomplished, you know? Yeah, I mean, oh, that's great. I wish there was a... There is movies like that now being made, but there's there is a lot of stuff on the market, so it's hard to know what the hell streaming network it's on or if you know if it only ever went at a festival and had a limited run somewhere it's really hard to like navigate these days i find maybe that's what you meant sully but like you know there is good horror movies but it's it's almost like becoming like there's shutter and stuff but yeah there's just an oversaturation saturation of a lot of it's just it's like it's like like i'm not saying there is there's just just such a saturation of bad ones that over market the good ones that are yeah. being made I find. like the exorcist prequel or sequel yeah, you know? yeah. the sequel oh, and then there's the pope exorcist let's go <laughs> yeah there was a lot of bad horror movies that really got more headlines than any a lot of the good ones i thought and even like uh actually going to with like music there's one that did like an opposite thing with like music even they got like a lot of attention because it did the same thing like uh, there was Bird Box with Sandra Bullock with not being able to see whatever and the whole concept is that if you see it you end up like thinking this is everlasting and kill yourself and whatnot. and then The Quiet Place took a whole aspect of reversing the sound where really quiet really toned down which was very different for horror movies to really even do that because a lot of times like horror movies and music go one in one like it's because a lot of time music really amps up jump scares really amps up atmosphere so taking a lot of it away an aspect of just simple like uh that sound design was really interesting take to take a horror movie. Uh, that's why I did that. That movie did itself did really well. Man, when I saw that in the theater, I, I saw it with Matt Jeanette, and obviously the movie was pretty quiet, right? And <laughs> the guy behind us was eating a bag of chips, and <laughs> holy shit, I remember Matt turning around and just flipping out on the guy. And... <laughs> But the guy had to keep eating his food, so the Quiet Place was like the chip movie to me. Like it just ruined, <laughs> it ruined the whole movie. So I haven't seen it since then. But I know there's a sequel. Isn't there a prequel coming out soon? I have. That's no what I idea. heard. Yeah, I didn't know about the prequel. I knew there was a sequel coming out, but I did not know about the prequel. The sequel has Killian Murphy in it, right? From Twenty Eight Days Later, another Wicked horror movie. Do you remember yeah. the soundtrack for that, where they have like Godspeed, you Black Emperor in oh, the beginning? So good. It's like an eight-minute-long song that like ramps up into him realizing he's the only person left in London. Like it's so good. Um, yeah. Just oh, going I'm looking forward to the uh, the new one coming out for that. I don't know when that is, but that'll be pretty cool. Twenty-eight years later. Sony just bought the rights, apparently. So 
I guess okay. Killian Murphy or Cillian, I don't know how you say it, but like he's executive producer, I think, on it, but he's also talking about starring in it, so it'll be like a direct sequel back to the first one, which would be cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Fuck that first yeah, one. That'll be good. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he, that, yeah Murphy isn't in many sequels at all, is he? Only ones in Nolan is in like he's just sequentially in Nolan movies, Christopher Nolan movies. He's in the Quiet Place sequel. Um no, I mean just like in mo- more than one installment of movies. Is you didn't see Sunshine too? <laughs> I didn't. Where he plays Adam. Adam. He's just deatomized. Um, also a Danny Boyle movie, surprisingly. Oh yeah, that's great. Um, we'll do a Sunshine podcast. On that. I'm trying to think. There's another really. Um, there's a yeah. There. I think there are a few good movies that will be coming out, uh, like horror related. I don't know about this year though, but. You know what? As weird as it sounds, I'm actually kind of interested to see how they're gonna do this, like uh, that this remake of Faces of Death. Um, they are actually doing one, which is gonna be pretty weird. I don't know what it's about, but it sounds like it could be pretty fascinating. Obviously, like with, with that whole Faces of Death thing, like it, it was pretty controversial when when it came out. I don't even know what it, it co- is. What is it? Oh my god, okay, so... Alright. So, Faces of Death was this uh, movie that was... It had a lot of notoriety for it, like, being very controversial because it was essentially just all of these scenes... I forget when it was made, but it was basically just these, like, scenes where people were just, like, dying, like... But it turned out that it was just all fake. See, I actually thought it was real, so I'm like, man, I'll never watch it, although I did, but I was like, you know what, this movie is, like, horrible, like, nobody should watch this or whatever, but you know what, like, after finding out that it was all fake or whatever, I kind of was, like, more fascinated by, by it. I mean, mind you, there are, I think there is, like, scenes of, like, from what I remember, of, like, I think there is, like, animal brutality which is horrible oh, shit like obviously nobody should celebrate that at all but the scenes that involve humans in it um it was all fake like it was all like made up so they would combine like uh like people getting like put to electric chair or whatever and then they would have like scenes of like you know somebody eating uh like a brain of a monkey or something like that i, I don't know Bizarre. but anyways which is horrible so that they made it more real by like making all these like crazy practical effects of like people getting like you know murdered or like stuff like that. But anyways, they are actually making a remake of this, and uh, from what I remember, there's actually like recognizable actors in it. Unfortunately, like, I don't have my laptop or anything. It's on Brad it, so Pitt. I, I don't know. I feel like it's like. Here, I'll look it I up. Remember, it, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. But anyways, it's uh sounds kind of interesting. Obviously, they the like it'll be all just like practical type stuff that they'll be doing and Oh shit. The guy from Strangers thing is in it. Uh he was the Red Ranger in the Power Rangers movie. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so that, that's what I mean. There's like so I don't know, I'm kind of interested to know how they're gonna pull this off, but there's some but crazy anyways, shit. Yeah. F- 
phases of death is pretty weird. There's a lot of like, like sort of like spinoffs and that kind of spawned from it back in the day when it came out. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there's some really fucked up horror movies that they're like, there's certain ones I've gone down a path where I'm like, Oh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I would have when I was younger. Now that I'm older, I've lost so much of my nerve. It's crazy. Like, even when I have to get a needle or I take blood, I'm just, like, next to passing out. Like, I'm a total wuss with that stuff now. It's hilarious. Yeah, like, I love it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, obviously, like, some of the stuff from, like, like that, I I don't know. Like, your movie, like, Cannibal Holocaust. Like, yes. obviously, that's a horrible movie, too, right? That's the one but, I was thinking for, of, actually. Like, for, I mean, for what it is, though, like, I mean, uh, actually, this is something that w- what we could probably chat about in a second here. But, like, for a movie like that, where he was up for charges or whatever after it was made, because everybody was convinced that he killed, like, everybody, like, like the all of his actors or whatever, yeah. but then we finally brought all all of his actors out and say, "Hey, no, I I didn't murder anybody." The the fact that he was able to convince that like in an audience that it's like, "Oh my god, he actually like did all that stuff." Like that's pretty wild, man. That he even had like all of his actors in on the whole thing, where it's like, "Yes, you're gonna make it look like that I murdered you." That's or crazy. Yeah, like it's pretty wild stuff. So I mean, yes, the whole like there there are there is a lot of like scenes of like animal violence in it as well, which is absolutely horrible. You can actually watch uh, watch a censored version of it where there is no animal killings in it. It's just straight up like these people going to uh, investigate all these like cannibal type tribes or whatever, right? Yeah, and all the like they they go missing or whatever. So you could watch that, but yeah, obviously there is like the the uncensored version, which is also which is really horrible. But yeah. again, like the whole like uh, the like the whole like lore behind it, where it's like, oh my god, he like murdered everybody. This is horrible or whatever, right? It's like I don't know, man. It's pretty crazy, you know. Uh, obviously, it was one of those um, video nasties or whatever. Yeah, it's called, the where video it's nasty. Like, like it's true. Can't, like like like. So I don't know, and it, like it's pretty wild publicity though for like a filmmaker where it's like, oh crap, you know what I mean? Like maybe I shouldn't yeah. have made it, but the hype behind it where it's like, man, you gotta go to check this out. It's pretty nuts, man. The guy like murdered all these people. Dude, yeah. the Blair Witch Project. They yeah, there was like. I was gonna say we touched on this in a previous episode. Yes, about we totally the did. Witch Project yeah. Because of how like uh, information was not as prevalent as it is today. No. And there was a website. There was a website yeah, that said they were missing. It was yes. all marketing. Okay. There was websites. There was a documentary that they made about the Player Witch Project when that first came out. And even when I was like hearing about it, I actually thought it was like legit as well, right? Because there's missing students. Yeah. Like they like. They, they again. It was the whole thing where um, they 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 were in on it with the director, where they had to like hide away for like I think it was a year or something like that after they made it. I don't remember. I'll have to look into that. And um, uh, anyways, they put all these like promotional things for before the movie came out, being like, "Hey, actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got so everything they put this up. out." This came out even before. The oh, I've never out. even seen that. What is it? This is essentially uh, like a, a document 
about all this information Whoa. missing students and the filmmakers. That's crazy. Like that. Wow, that's a sick book. I didn't yeah, know it so existed. Anyway, this, this literally came out before the movie, so everybody was legit convinced that, you know, this was, like, missing people. There's even, like, uh, the, a note from the sheriff of Burkittsville <laughs> or whatever, right? That's awesome. Hey. Like, I don't know. See, promotional stuff like that, I don't know. Again, uh, people would, with the internet and stuff, they would find that out in a second. That it's yeah. Fake. You just got to think, back in the day, though, like, there was no, like, real, like, sort of, you know, stuff like that, like, social media that can do that, where it's like, are they actually missing? And they, like, type it up. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I just think that stuff like this is extremely fascinating. There's, like, all this, like, cool, like, photos. From yeah, the dude, like, those are they cool. Like, they show those in the mockumentary, too. Um, that yeah. premiered, like, a month on TV before the movie came out. The weirdest part of all of it, too, well, not the weirdest part, but one thing that always spooked me out is that they said they found all their film reels and footage buried yeah. in the foundation of the burned-down house, but it had been burned down for, like, decades. And you're like, how is this movie getting released if these kids went missing and you're yeah. telling us you found the footage under the foundation of a decades-old burned-down house? Let's like, not give what it to the, the police at all. We're going to put it right to theaters, baby. Like <laughs> They gave, oh that's God, the thing. Like they give it to the police and shit like, like in the mockumentary. I just, looked at it, I just opened up this page and this is literally so this is part of it still. This is literally a photo of a woman that was apparently in on the investigation that is a uh, yeah, she's essentially a psychic that was involved with the law enforcement to try to figure out where these missing students went. That's awesome. They'll never do that again. That'll never yeah. happen. Like... I feel like we're lucky because I was in grade nine when that came out. And I remember all of us, all of my friends went to go see it. And my mom was like, the kids are missing. Like, this isn't a joke. And I'm like, I don't know. It's in the theater. Like, I, I just saw Blade. I don't know. Um, I mean, one thing that's really funny about that movie when it came out, I, I forget what it, it, it came out the same year. Maybe it was around Halloween-ish time. But I always remember this because... Um, when we were decorating for Halloween, there was one night, uh, like, I think it was a few nights leading up to Halloween, like, my mom actually put, like, a bunch of, like, rocks or whatever in, like, on our property, and some people never got it, because, <laughs> like, why is there, like, rocks on your guys' property, but it's from, like, the Blair yeah. movie, where it was, like, at, like, oh, man, it was just so funny. That part is that. fucked. <laughs> I even like the sequel, even though they, like, we all know that you know the Blair yeah. Witch, but hey, not not the Book of Shadows, but like the other one. Oh, I thought you were talking about Book of Shadows. Yeah. No, I like I like the new, like one, the new one. one. Was really good. I like that new one. Yeah, I thought it was cool that they tried to like use drones and stuff, and they're like, the Blair Witch isn't gonna get us this time, but she got. <laughs> and they introduced the whole like story, the plot element of like a time loop. And that's like rewatching the first one. You're like, oh, like they're in a time loop. Like they, the sun will never come up again because it's going to be dark. Like they're never going to make it out of here, you know? So I thought that was, yeah, it was really creepy. Like that's some nightmare fuel right there. Um, Oh yeah. But we've hit our mark. 
I'll have to end this. I was going to say, Adam, we're, we're, I think this might be one of our longest episodes. I think it Adam. is, too. No yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was trying to find a oh, point yeah. to, like, cut you guys off. I was like, they're just talking, like, at really interesting points. I was like, I'm just going to wait for them to whatever. It's how we roll. Uh, We'll have to do a, we'll do a bunch of horror ones and have you back. We'll have the baby chats and we'll have the apocalypse and we'll have the horror episodes. Oh man, I'd love to have that. Yeah, like we could talk about all kinds of stuff. Like I don't know, we we didn't even touch on like anything like Italian horror. I know a whole nother bag of worms, man. Like holy crap! I want to ask you a bunch about Hobo with the Shotgun too on the next one. Okay, that would be interesting. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you like if we could talk about that that's why i think i was kind of nervous about that thing. i mean it wouldn't be anything crazy we're not going to be like what color were rucker howard's underwear you know nothing crazy like that but after we end this episode you're telling me right? yeah we need to know <laughs> it's yellow i'm pretty sure um, i mean 100 percent. yeah yeah we can talk about anything like that i mean i got a bunch of really cool like uh like things too if I, i'm sure i'm probably allowed to show it like uh like props and stuff yeah there's a couple things though but you mean yeah, we talk about whatever man anything uh like you want man we talk about man heck yeah yeah i want to <laughs> i want to touch on like more horror video games and like music Ooh, yeah. videos i like to talk about horror music videos because i think there's a ton of them um there's a lot it's uh man even like, yeah. even like a lot of like really freaky video. ones man yeah like, even like the short films, even VHS is like a lot of consolidation of yeah. cool short short films. Even like ABCs of Death and sorts of like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like in fact, like well, there was that one that was even well VHS. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up. VHS was the one that was shot around here. VHS too, and then oh yeah, never mind. There was an ABCs of Death that was shot in Nova Scotia that time. B is for Buck, right? Yeah, Young Buck or whatever. Young yeah, Buck or Wire. Yeah. I can't remember. Turbo Kid came from ABC's, didn't it? That's right. So yeah, wow. it all comes full circle. Yeah, that's all right. the way back to Lincoln Park, Sully. Yeah, oh, always. <laughs> Hybrid Theory. Hybrid <laughs> Three, baby. Man, it's to midnight. Let's go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's been episode seventeen. Concept of horror, everything horror. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of weird that we're doing this in like a, a Valentine's Day kind of month. Oh my god, it's freaking hearts everywhere. Uh, remember to like, subscribe. We're on Spotify, Apple, everything you can think of. Maybe, uh, hopefully, probably just those actually. Don't take my word for granted. Anyways, we're done. We're done. Ah!